What's up, man? Welcome to another episode of the Preacher Main Podcast with Jamal Brown. Y'all know what? I've really just been thinking about American Christianity, like the whole thing around it. And people have always had an issue with it is being, you know, westernized, which I, I agree with most of it. It's just the whole thing around, like with the stuff that's going on with politics now and how it's it's difficult to talk about. Like people have podcasts about a lot of stuff, relatable stuff, but do not or refuse to kind of get into politics just because it's always been a touchy subject. Uh, people can see from both sides. They just don't want to get into it. People can just go either way with with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's and always been intriguing to me for at least, I say about 10 years or so, maybe going 10, 11 years as far as politics being interesting to me and how to connect that with the spiritual, because I believe it all kind of intertwines together, right? When you look at the stuff that's kind of going on now with uh, this uh, Biden administration with the Equality Act and all the stuff that's having to do with the transgender, all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? The Equality Act, for those that, that are not familiar you know, they have a certain language in there and it make it it actually sounds good when you look at the summary, it's put in there nicely, it's woven together, it's creative, it does all of that. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the things I'm gonna read it says, according to the Equality Act, it says people who claim to be the opposite sex cannot be denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, and a dressing room. That is in accordance with the individual's gender identity. You know what I mean? So that's that's where all this stuff is coming from, where I know in Chicago, at least I know I've heard or at least an article and I've heard people talk about it in Chicago. They won't allow somebody to to get a building and have one without, you know, you have to have gender neutral bathrooms. You can't have a men's room and a woman's room like they're they're forcing people to actually make a restroom for everybody to go. And that's like, you know, that's crazy from, you know, where how I grew up and the values and morals that the country had and that, you know, kind of the whole industry had that we're here now to where, you know what I mean? A man can be like he'll get arrested and he can identify himself as a woman and be transferred to a uh, to a woman's prison and end up rape, <laughs> end up raping women. That is the road that we're going down into. I read an article back in this in 2018 in England where a man that claimed to be a woman was sent to a woman's prison and he almost immediately raped for female inmates. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of stuff that, you know, long term that we can look forward to. Obviously now with everything being fresh, it's not, it's definitely not going to be advertising like that, but with policies and, and laws put into place like this, we're just opening doors to do it. And I have a problem with, you know, people, especially the church, not really getting into this and talking about it. Like I've, even when when uh, President Trump was president, I heard people in the sermons was getting on what he would say in public and how it would sound. And, you know, he's, you know, encouraging, you know, bigotry. You know what I'm saying? That he sh a, pre a president shouldn't be able to talk like that or to do stuff like that. And like and, and we're basically arguing over what somebody has said, you know what I'm saying? And and not really looking at 
the policies and the stuff that really matters, what type of stuff was he putting in place in those times to really gripe about? Like we're we're arguing over basically somebody tattletelling. Like Johnny, Johnny hit me. Our little Sue, she me a bad called me a bad word. Like, okay, we shouldn't say any bad words for sure. I agree with that. But at the end, what is it? What is it harming you? You know what I mean? Like, I hope I'm articulating this okay. Like, I'm not trying to say that all the things that President Trump, when he was in, said the right things or articulated the way uh, he needed to, but it it puts such an uproar into people and how he was communicating when your boy up the street or your friend, you know, talk the same way or different. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what, what's the what's the end game? What what are you what are you benefiting or not benefiting from from how he's talking? Like, what is he implementing in policy and legislation and laws that are actually affect you? You know what I mean? And so saying that and with this Equality Act and the stuff that. You know, this actually is going to promote and to put out there is like, where is the church? Where are the pastors and the teachers in the pulpit, you know, talking about this? You know what I'm saying? Like in and a majority of proclaimed Christians, you know, voted this way, voted for Joe Biden, and his administration. Actually, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris I believe gave a promise to some evangelicals that were Democrats and that he would rethink uh, his thought about abortions and all this stuff. And like, as soon as he got in there, his executive order was totally against that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just mental manipulation and just lying. We want to hold another president accountable that was quote unquote racist and wasn't, you know, for our people per se, uh, what the mass media says it. But if you look at the context, if you look at some of the stuff he was saying and the actual stuff that he did, you know, even for black people, you know what I'm saying? It would be totally different than what the mass media and social media and all the memes would tell you. Where is the outcry now of all this? Because what they call good old Joe, he's not just he's he's saying all the right things. He's he's being articulate. In his speech, whenever you see him speaking public and and doing all these things. But behind closed doors, he is actually putting policies and signing things into place that will get a lot of Christians that hold to the Bible in trouble into court, paying all these court fees, because now you're going to be getting sued left and right because you're not hiring uh, certain people in this LGBTQ uh, group. You're not hiring them. So now. You're opening a door for lawsuits to be handed out. You know what I'm saying? You're opening the door for, you know, people to to rape your daughters or your grandma or your mothers or your sisters. You know, you're doing all this. And it's almost like for the most part, we're being silent about this case from my vantage point. You know what I'm saying? I, ha I have issues with that, because if anything else, if it's dealing with black people, racism, police brutality, especially in the black church, it's easier to mention that sometimes in the pulpit or do something like that. But when it comes to this, when it's an agenda, when it's on the other side where the black people are at, which is the liberal side, which in general, that is not not, not everybody. Obviously, I more so side with a conservative view, 
But I get that that whole side is not just right either. But if you had to pull me in a room and go left or right, consider myself a conservative. So when when those things aren't talked about and we just continue to have the same church talk about prosperity, talk about just whatever love, you know, all these things which are good. But then on the backside, our nation, our country is basically going to hell. You know what I'm saying? It's going to ruin. And we don't have those voices in the church. But with our pastors, sometimes I believe and I can speak from it from my point of view, because I attend what you would call the quote unquote black church. More times often than not, we stick to the word. But, you know, it's not it ain't no secret that we pull toward the <laughs> the liberal side on certain issues, especially when it comes to social justice and all that stuff. You know, I'm you know, I, I feel a certain way about that. And maybe on another podcast, I will get into in depth those personal feelings. But I just look at it as where is the voice in the church? Me, quote unquote, I'm in the church right now. So I'm a voice. I'm voicing what I'm saying right now. But what about those that are actually, you know, shepherd people, pastors, teachers, prophets? I know certain ministries that that are you know, having these conversations and doing that and actually being a voice to actually try to do something about it. But, you know, just to be silent, like there is a time and a place for everything, even as the word says, like it's a time and a place. And it just seems the time now in 2021 where we have all this turmoil, uh, political just craziness, uh, immoral craziness going on. It's like this is if you look in the word like this is probably what the beginning of Sodom and Gomorrah looked like. It had to start with, you know, something like an Equality Act where you just opening doors up for stuff to happen. And then everything else is just a domino effect afterward. Like, how are you going to have a man, a boy, which identifies as a woman compete in a, you know, in a, a track and field competition with other women? And then they get, you know, it's just it's crazy that we even have to talk about this and get to this point. I listen to Bill Winston sometimes, and he's always been a uh, advocate of things are happening in the world or in this country because the church allows it to. You know what I'm saying? And so and that's good or bad. And so that I could be dealing that's dealing with racism, you know, with the uh, old Fred Price series, race, religion and racism, you know, and he alluded to that exactly as well. Like the church is the one that kind of either promoted it, promoted it at one time or just didn't say anything else. Just kind of let it slide on by or get under a rug. And, you know, until this point, this Equality Act is 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 fairly fresh. It's probably a couple months in because the Biden administration didn't really get to go until what was it? January 21st of this year, 2021. So, you know, that's what that happened. But it's like, where are the where is the outrage? You know what I'm saying? Not only just from quote unquote, white churches, but the black folks, this, this whole equality at the end of the day, it's, it's going to hurt a lot of women. It's going to victimize a lot of women, you know, in, in the sports realm, just in, in general, you're talking about locker rooms, bathrooms and stuff like that. And, and our culture is already hypersensitive to, and it's flooded with just pornography is flooded with stuff that we can just put in our head images we can put in our head to make us want to do stuff to make us even more perverted to even think about something think about 
grabbing somebody, going into a bathroom. Like it's just our culture is set up at this point in time to where if you open this door for anybody to go in this bathroom with this woman or this child, it's it's just bound to happen because we're just so, you know, immoral in other ways. It's like it's only a matter of time. Like I actually put on a, a Facebook post not too long ago about Christianity. Christianity, you know, the religion is accepted. It's accepted and it's encouraged here in America. But Christianity, the relationship, that's where the problems come. That's where people get canceled. You know, like the religion, just the the whole love aspect, you know, treat your neighbor as you would, you know, want somebody to treat yourself. You know, those basic, you know, fundamental principles are people are okay with. Jesus is love. You know, everybody's cool with that. But then when you actually get into the to the context and the precepts of it, of a actual relationship, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to offend my maker. I don't want to offend my brother, Jesus, my father, God, you know what I'm saying? So I, so therefore, if I don't want to do that, I won't condone this behavior or I won't put myself into these certain ac- activities, participate in certain activities, not because I believe I'm better. It's just because my conviction tells me otherwise. When we get to know the difference between that and, and this whole world, we're cool with Christianity. The world is cool with Christianity as long as it stays in this box. But once you get outside of that box, that's where it gets ugly. That's where people get slandered. That's where people in the world, quote unquote, will cancel you. Like even with this whole Kirk Franklin situation that happened uh, not long ago, I knew once I heard that tape, it was it was funny, mind you, when I'm when I'm listening to it initially. But I was, you know, I was like, I was pretty confident. I was like, Kirk, will be just fine. Like he's not going to really get that much backlash. Of course, you'll have a few here and there. But for the most part, I'm like, he going to come out with apology and it's going to be good. It, it actually may help his ministry. because People going to feel like they can more relate to him now since he cursed out his son and MF dad and threatened him. The culture that we live in, like that's that's OK. That's cool. And so and that's pretty much what it is. I looked at his stuff on. On his Instagram, when he put out the apology and the overwhelming majority of people on there, they were inspired by him. Well, maybe that's a stretch, not inspired by him, but they were okay with it. They were giving him encouragement as in it's okay. You didn't have to apologize. Or my big mama said, oh, my my folks cuss me out on stuff all the time. You you're a real one, you know, doing all that like it's he pretty much went unscathed, you know, and. I knew that simply because of the world and the culture that we live in. And Kirk Franklin, and honestly, is almost the leader, I guess, in that industry, in that movement, as in redemption, as in I'm just like you. There's no difference between me and you. You know, I hurt just like you hurt. Like that's his that's his message of, of love. And, you know, I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? So that fit right into it. But if this happened, if that particular situation with Kurt happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it would have been a whole different flavor, a whole different everything else because of the climate that we lived in at the, in those times, 10, 15 years ago, had more standards, had a more moral uh, compass in the environment and even in our country that there was going to be a good bit of backlash towards you. Because, you know, we we just didn't flow like that as much as we do now. 
I'm just like, where are the voices in the ministry gifts talking about all this other stuff that's going on? And so and it's like, and if, if the church doesn't talk about it, you know, where do we go? We can go to podcasts, which is fine, which that is the wave in, in the next wave where people can actually get information to really have think pieces to really get into some stuff. But people are always going to go to a church. They're always going to be at these ministry conferences and and have all that because we need it. And people have a certain respect for those of the clergy and of those people with the ministry gifts. And so it needs to be talked about because if we talk about anything, everything else with the race and, and all this stuff, it would be <laughs> speaking for, it, it would be, it would be talked about if this equality act bill was a conservative idea or a conservative bill that was passed. Trust me, plenty of black churches will be talking about it because it would line up with the agenda that, you know, most of your congregants, you know, are cool with, you know what I'm saying? And I hate to to put it in that vein, like most churches have an agenda, whether that's good or bad, it could be a God agenda, you know, but it could be a quote unquote good agenda, but just because it's good don't mean it's God. That's another reason why I personally, you know, I'll be like, am I meant for a pulpit or do that? It's like, if you're under somebody, you you have to kind of roll with what they want you to do, what they want you to say, maybe how they want you to say it. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just not built from that cloth, man. Anybody know my my dad, Prentice Lavelle Brown, like he wasn't about that life. You know, he left him and my mom left the church they attended, you know, a few years, a few years ago just because, you know, he wasn't about the play. He wasn't just about just going with any type of flow. That could be the gift and the curse. And so I'm just like, I'm I'm built from that cloth. And so I'm just not, I'm not going to go with an agenda that I'm not totally convicted in to what I'm going to say. I'm, I don't want to be a puppet for anybody. I just want to, you know, I believe you need to have mentorship. I need, you need to have your men of God that are over you that you check in with sometimes and do stuff like that. But, you know, just as far as the politics goes and the agendas, everybody got to say the same thing, which I get, that's fine. But then that kind of takes away some of the genuine, authentic fiber that's in you. And maybe that's just, you know, my hang up, you know, that's just some of the reason, you know, I believe some churches can have a agenda and not really be leaning on Holy Spirit to really drive their church, drive their ministry and allow people to come in that may not talk like you, that may not have the particular exact same message of you, but it will help the whole. It will help the shepherd. You know what I'm saying? It will help the people that are coming. It should all work together. My call is for the church, the people, not even just the pastors, the teachers, the prophets, evangelists, all those people, but just the church in general, whatever platform that you may have on social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, stuff like this needs to be talked about. But truth be told, just like People that I saw on my timeline going hard for Biden, going hard for, you know, what I'm saying Kamala Harris with the with the chucks and the pearls, you know, have nothing to say about this. Nothing. They're they're silent, but they, they're going to speak about getting the stimulus check. They cool with getting the stimulus check. And trust trust me, I, I'm, I'm going to take my stimulus and, and and do and try to be a good steward of it and do the things that I need to do for myself and my family. But let's let's be real about this. That stimulus package is really just a <laughs> that's a cover up. 
It's a cover up to bail out a whole lot of these local governments to for, for because they were the ones that mismanaged all the stuff, had corruption. And I know a little bit about that because I'm from Memphis and we've had our share of corruption uh, politically around here. So three hundred and fifty billion, I believe, is going toward bailing a lot of local governments and stuff out. And so who you think going to pay for that? At the end of the day, like we're paying for that. Nothing's for free. You get a $1,400 check. You may get $1,400 per kid. But the question is, where else are we going to pay for that at? You know, we're going we, we, we gonna to pay for it somewhere. It's not just going to go away. You know what I'm saying? So all this money should have, we should be good stewards of it, try to save some of that back because they're going to try to do something else with it. Put it on the taxes. Put it on, you know, property expenses. They're going to try to get it back, you know, at some point somewhere. But it feels good in the moment to get some money, to get that much money, quote unquote, what it feels like for free. But come on, anybody that knows the history of this country or the history of this nation knows that you're not just going to get anything, especially like that, just for free. You just not. You're not going to do that. And just and also with this whole vaccination and I encourage people to go check out the Victory uh, Network channel. That's uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministry. He actually has a news network uh, real good. It's on YouTube, uh, Victory Channel, I believe it's called. Just go check it out if you uh, get a chance. And they talk about a lot of stuff that you will not see on Fox, that you will not see on CNN, but stuff that you can Google yourself and to do that. But I know Googling, you may not know what to Google or what. So that network is actually a good source to get some information and then go check it out for yourself to verify the facts that they're talking. And even with the vaccine, me personally, I don't I don't feel comfortable in taking it. Even there are reports out there about the vaccine actually having aborted child tissue cells in it. And it's all kind of still experimental. You know, these vaccines are not, last I checked, are officially not FDA approved. I just wanted to say that, I, but I, I have some friends that have taken it, that are taking it, family members that have taken it, that are taking it. So I don't want to put any type of condemnation on, on anybody. But my thing is people should be able to have a choice, man, have a choice on what you want to do, what you want to put into your body. It's just crazy. Like, in you know, I guess it is a discussion about whether or not it should be government mandated for everybody to take, you know, the vaccination. And that's just crazy. So with all things, man, just do your research, do your research, see that stuff yourself and come up with some type of resolution for yourself. And don't let somebody else fear monger you into doing something that you don't feel comfortable with. You know, for me and my house, we feel a certain way. And if you feel that the best way for you to move forward and feel comfortable mentally and physically is to take that vaccination, then go right ahead and do it. You know, that's your right. But for me, putting out some information in those regards and having my reservations and doubts and concerns, that should be fine, too.